Well, good afternoon, and to those who are in the... If this is your first session, you are very welcome. If this is your second, well, you were well fed by Steve, who stole all my verses. <laughs> As the verses were going, I think, that's mine, and that one's mine. But that's, <laughs> but that's what God does. He confirms um, verses to us as he wants to make a point. And Father, I want to ask, Lord, look at them. This is, I'm South African, we're in in your face. Who is born again here this afternoon? You can put your hands up. Are you born again? Yeah? Father, look at this. This is your church. Full of power, full of everything that you've given us for the jobs you've given us to do. And I want to ask, Father, for such a breakout here. Lord, I'm tired of people not even knowing if they've got a gift. So, Father, will you come and help us this afternoon to move out of your different? Because we have an enemy. We have an enemy who wants to rob us. And, Father, we're not into being robbed. We want everything that you have prepared in advance for us to do. We want to move in that in power, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now in the Old Testament, in Joel, Joel says, and afterwards, and afterwards. Are we in the afterwards? You can, you can actually talk to me? <laughs> it's, it is allowed? Are we in the afterwards? Yeah, New Testament and afterwards. I will pour out my spirit on all people. How many? Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Who? Yeah, sons and daughters will prophesy. Not the frozen chosen and the few. The sons, but really the sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream, dream, dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And then we get in Acts 1 and Jesus has got these 11 disciples. And from what I read in the Bible, they weren't quite the cream of the crop. You know, he, he said to the eleven, I'm going now and I'm leaving this massive commission in your hands. Peter, oh Jesus, I will go with you and die with you. The next minute, he's saying, I don't know him. And then you get Thomas, unless I feel the holes in the hands, I won't believe. So you get 11 of these guys and Jesus says, I'm leaving the commission with you. You think, how could he do that? I mean, that's, that's quite crazy. Would they, would they last? Would they do it? But you see, Jesus knew that he was going to send the Holy Spirit in power and it was the Holy Spirit that was going to work through the 11 and then the 120 and then the 3,000 and so on. And somehow those 11 did their job because if they hadn't, this tent wouldn't be so full this afternoon. They've done their job and now it's our turn to do our job because the commission that was given to the 11 is the same commission that is given to all of us. And Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. You will be my witnesses from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Now would Jesus tell them that they were going to be the witnesses and then he gives them nothing with which to do the work? You can answer me. Is that how you would know Jesus? Therefore, as I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, Well, he's obviously given me tools as well. (laughs) Don't be carried away now, you know. (laughs) But it's very important that we get hold of what the Bible says, believe it and declare it and speak it to each other. 
given us all tools because he wouldn't go and leave us without tools. And then in um, Acts 2, the Holy Spirit comes in power. In power. And, you know, we were, I used to see pictures of little flames on the top of people's heads. But I think somehow they were inflamed. There were flames all around people. And I wonder if you've ever noticed this. They were in the upper room, the 120. And then they were filled to overflowing. And the next minute, all the people in Jerusalem came to hear them and they heard them speak in their own languages. Now, did all the people in Jerusalem get into the upper room? Or did the people, when you're so filled with the Holy Spirit, you cannot help but spill out into the streets. Do you know when we are so filled with the Holy Spirit, we just want to tell somebody, I've got to tell somebody, I've got to tell. The Holy Spirit fills us for others. It's nice for us. Very good. He loves us and he fills us for us for change. But it's about someone else. It's about spilling out for someone else. And then the gifts just flowed because the people heard tongues being spoken. Suddenly, people were able to pray for people and see them healed and delivered and so on. And what was in the Old Testament, the special people got the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Just the ones and the twos. um, uh, Steve went through a few of the names and the Holy Spirit fell on them and they could do these things. And in the Psalms, David says, don't take your Holy Spirit from, from me. Because you see, in those days, King Saul had the Holy Spirit on him and then the Spirit left but in the New Testament Jesus is ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father and he's given us the Holy Spirit to all of us we don't have to wait for a special word from the prophet we can actually come to God ourselves or go to somebody ourselves and say please pray with me we can do this. This is a releasing often. It's not, you know, there aren't special people who do special things. We are all special to God. You up for that? Is this what you came to hear? The gifts are meant to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. And I think... Sometimes we get humble about the gifts. We get humble about, I can't talk about my gifts because, you know, it's like showing off. Anybody feel like that? It's showing off. If you feel like that, then you are saying, these are my gifts. So I can't talk about them because you can't show off with your gifts. The Apostle Paul said about himself, that he speaks in tongues more than anyone else. Was he showing off or was he saying, actually this is a gift of the Spirit, which I do. It's the Holy Spirit in me who's making these gifts operate. Do you see? The gifts are are the Holy Spirit working through us. It's gifts. They don't belong to me. It's me carrying the Holy Spirit to actually do these things for others. So you can actually, I'm going to go through a list of the gifts uh, when I've finished and we are going to kind of pray into them and say, I'd like that, eagerly desire and all that. You into eagerly desiring? Yeah, Yeah, it's Christmas today. (laughs) I really mean that it's Christmas. And God just says, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? So I'm going to do the list of the gifts and we are going to ask God because you know what? It's about the person sitting next to you. It's about your family, your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues. It's about the world that is waiting for the church. And we are hidden away, singing nicely to the Lord, and we must do that. But that's for empowerment for out there. The world is waiting for the church. And the church kind of is all quiet and scared and the world is drifting off to go and look for signs and wonders in other ways 
And Father, we come to you this afternoon. We say, this is us. We want the commission now. We want to do the stuff. We want to be salt and light and a witness out there. In Jesus' name. You up for that? So there, there are three categories of gifting. Gifts we receive. So when you are born again, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. There are gifts that you receive, such as such as tongues, prophecy, discernment. They are those spiritual, supernatural gifts, which I think most of us are very interested in. But then there's also gifts that... Um, and talents that we were born with, that when we get born again, they get so empowered as we offer them to God, and we offer them back, and and we find that it's got a new power, and we can move in a new strength in leadership, or teaching, or whatever, um, because God has given it to us for empowerment. Yeah? It's not all spooky stuff. It's not all a big mystery. My job, I think, is to unpack the mystery. To unpack, because we make it all spooky and, you know, let's whisper about these things. But this is our right, it's our inheritance, it's our toolbox. The third is the gift that some people become, which is in Ephesians 4, people become the gift. So people walk into a room... And the whole atmosphere changes. Would you like to be an atmosphere changer? People, it's not what they do. You know, Steve stood and and, and taught us this afternoon. And I came alive. I watched the faces of my own friends, who I know are powerful in God, come alive. Because we were in the presence of someone who is the gift to us. And we become gifts, not by what we do, but by who we are, and the Holy Spirit flowing through us, so that just to be in the presence of somebody who is an, who is an apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher, it, it, the, the person, man or woman, will release something gifting in us, and we'll be doing things within which we never even thought we could do. You up for that? Because in a room like that, it's not the, you know, just the big shots. We are all big shots to God, and they are those who God will put his hand on, even this afternoon, to be gifts wherever we go. What gifts do I, do I have? I think that's what you came to hear. What gifts do I have? And we become quite clinical about it, and we go through the gifts, and you know, and it's, but can I, and will I, and I tell you, if someone comes to ask me, what's my gifts? And you know, I can pray with a person, it's not long, and I listen to them, and I will say, oh, you're gifted in this, 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 and this, and this is just by listening to somebody talk. Because you know what I say to people? What do you enjoy doing? There's no mystery in that, is there? What do you enjoy doing? I want you to stop and think now. What do you enjoy doing? Just think. (coughs) You see, you will find your gifting closely tied into what you enjoy doing. I love people. I'm I'm a social introvert. So I love people, and so my gifting is tied to, I want to see them saved, I want to see them healed, and I want to see demons flee, I want to see people move in their fullness, because I like people. Does that make sense? It's as non-mysterious as that. Some people just love teaching. They just love teaching. Some people love setting people free. Am I speaking your language here? Some people love opening their door and letting people in come and sleep in my bed, you know, in the other room for... (laughs) 
This is being recorded. I've got to qualify that. <laughs> but for three months a year, you can come and, and live in my house because of hospitality. And we don't realize that's the most wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. Because we say, that's just what I do. Let me tell you a secret. I don't have much of the gift of hospitality. I have hospitality as a gift in the normal sense. But please don't come stay in my house for a year. You're not very welcome. Because I deal with people so much out there that I don't want people living... I don't want to come home to a house full of people too. That's a shock to you, eh? But I'm trying to demystify. So I know what my gifting is and I know what it isn't. So I move within. I don't get all embarrassed because I don't want you with me for a year. I want you to know that we like what we do. I enjoy people coming, having a meal. You can stay for a week. You may be able to stay, you may be able to stay for two, but please don't stay longer. <laughs> because I'm not heavy on the gift of hospitality because God has given me other things. Do you see? And so we look to see what we enjoy. We say, wow, now give me power. Give me power in that. You know, when I, as I grew up, I was in a church not born again, but a lot of the teaching was, if you enjoy something, then it can't really be God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah? It can't really be God. Because God wants to shape us and squeeze us, so he gives us the things that we don't really like to actually shape us. As I read the Bible, that's not the character of God. The character of God is full of love and compassion. And he gives us the things that we enjoy doing and he adds to it. And he says, I see you having fun. Have some more. Have some more. And so we've come to a father this afternoon who says, well, I've made you like this, I've made you like this and you like this. And I want you to have fun in it. Christianity should be fun. But it becomes this heavy slog. I worked in the townships of Cape Town for 20 years. And I went into the townships at first alone. alone. It was in the time where white people weren't supposed to be mixing with anybody. Awful time. Awful. But you know, as I walked in, I was alone. And there were people all around me. They were hungry and they were oppressed. They had no jobs, no food. The, the, the government had done awful things to people. And I walked in thinking, oh, what must I do here? I can't do anything. It wasn't I could suddenly, you know, turn to somebody and say, now let's get a team together. Now we're going to pray. Do you see? It was me and the need. And all I said to God is, well, I've brought you in here. I'm going to watch to see what you will do. And do you know, I I preached the gospel, spoke about a Jesus who heals the sick and raises the dead and so on. And people believed me. So they brought all their sick. My faith was about like that. And I thought, what am I going to do? Look at all these people. Lord, did you see the people? What am I supposed to do? And then all I said to God is, well, you'll have to do your job. But you hear me, it sounds funny, but this is what it is. Because the Bible says we lay hands on the sick. I'd love to see you heal somebody. If you can heal somebody, please come and tell me. But all we do is lay hands on the sick. So I laid hands on the sick and I watched as all this was happening because God was doing his job. And I went home thinking, what was that? And in that way, God just trained me to be. You know, he comes and fills us. He saves us and fills us. And he says, now just go and be. We are looking to do all the time. I'm going to do the gifts. Instead of just flowing and being for the sake of the world. So where he's put us, he's put us to be. Not to 
you know, punch everybody with the, with the gospel, but to just be salt and light, to be who he's called us to be, and to relax and be filled over and over with Holy Spirit power. Can you be? Does it sound better than having to do? But in the being, when you love God so much, you cannot help but do. But it's not to prove anything or to prove how gifted I am. It's to actually just love people and give away what He's given us. So the Holy Spirit has come and He's filled each one of us to overflowing. And He's given us gifts to give away. And before time, God prepared good works in advance for us to do. And He is so generous that when He's prepared it, He's actually prepared gifting to go with it. Do you see? So He comes and He gives us all these supernatural gifts. Then as we practice it, it gets power. Who of you play a musical instrument here today? I want you to put your hand up. A number of you. Now when you sat at the keyboard or you took hold of the guitar, did you play totally perfectly immediately? No? No! And when you prayed for the sick first time, did you pray totally perfectly immediately? Come on, you can answer. No? And so who of you, because it, it didn't work, stopped praying and disqualified yourselves? You can nod. Because we do that. Why is it that we think that when we play a, a, a guitar or, or keyboard or whatever, we need to practice and practice and practice and practice and practice. Yet with spiritual gifts... We think, just the once and I should be, be perfect at it. I learned confidence, and I'm quite confident in gifting, by practice. I did it with my heart beating and my hand shaking. And then I thought, oh, that wasn't too bad. So I went and prayed for someone else, and I thought, well, that's not too bad. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, or I brought a prophetic word, or tongue with interpretation, or whatever. And it, I can't tell you, always got it right. But the more I did it, the more I was able to do it. Answer me. You can nod. You can actually nod. So often we look at people and we look at like the speakers and we say, we're not like them, therefore we can't do these things. But the speakers, God just prepared speakers in advance, may I say? It's just be, he, he prepared good works in advance. So the speakers have been prepared by, that's our job. He's prepared it in advance. It's no different or better to anybody else. It's just that that's what he's prepared for us. And the speakers have no more uh, uh, mystery about them than with the gifting that's inside you. Father God, I want to ask now, come and unlock something here. Because there is a frozenness here. There's a breakthrough that's needed in people's thinking here. Father, I want to ask that you break over the, us this thing of, well, the one man or the one woman does the things and comes, and everybody comes to listen and to hear from the person, whereas we all have this gifting. We all have the gifting. I want to ask, Lord, breakthrough. I came against all demonic powers that would come and rob, rob us of our mindsets now. Our, our Bible mindsets and tell us that you can't do this. I want to break holes in the name of Jesus and set us free. You know, God has come to fill us with the Holy Spirit and power. Yeah? 
Will you not? We are born again children of God. And He's given us a commission to do. Simon Harley spoke brilliantly this morning about the commission. But how are we going to do it if we think, but we, we have nothing, it's all about the speakers or the important people or Billy Graham or whatever. In each of us, when we're born again, is given gifts to actually give away to others. So everyone has a gift to give away. How many people have gifts to give away? Everyone. There, there's nobody without. And so often, you know, I was in a meeting recently and, um, and I asked people, who's got gifting? And then most of them said, we have nothing. And it was quite a hardcore kind of, you know, uh, uh, people. It was uh, people moving in power and they said they got nothing. And I said, who's encouraged somebody this week? And they all put their hands up. And I said, but you were moving in a gift. You were moving in a gift. Because we make the gifts out as the something that I do on the side instead of something that I am. Something that I use wherever I go. Do you know when you walk in the streets, the Spirit of God is oozing from you and changing atmospheres wherever you go. Did you know that you're the aroma of Christ in your office, in your home, in your street? Did you know that the aroma of Christ wafts off you wherever you go. Did you know that? We are a powerful people. We are so powerful. But somehow it's like a blindness comes on us and we think we can do nothing. But that's not true. The Bible says that in the last days He will come and pour out His Spirit. And He will. We will all prophesy. Who can prophesy here? Let's have a look. You know the funny thing is, if you are born again, I should have seen your hand up. You understand? I'm having a battle here to get through because there's something going on here. You've come to hear me talk about the gifts. And I've come to say, do you know what? Any of you should be able to do this talk because we can all speak on the gifts of the Holy Spirit because we all have the gifts. And so the Bible says we can all prophesy. Did you know that? Read 1 Corinthians 12. Paul the Apostle said, I, I, you know, you can all speak in tongues, but I'd rather have you all prophesy. We can all prophesy. You've got the gift of the prophet and you've got the practicing and, and we come with different levels maybe. It's not super spiritual anything. The more you practice, the more you can do it. But we can all prophesy because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are spirit people inside. And how did we hear God in the first place if we didn't hear Him speak to us? And what is prophecy? God speaking to us? So who is prophetic in this room? (laughs) You see what I'm trying to get through to you? Because we are looking for something to do. This is, I'm going to go and do some of my gifting. Using gifts already wherever you are without even knowing it. Without even knowing. When you're in your office, your home, the, He's living inside you. The risen Christ is living inside you. Therefore, the gifts will flow. Does that make you feel better? We've got to get this mindset. We've got to get this. That we are already filled with gifting. That we are automatically doing. Now this afternoon, you've just come to hear now, what do I like? Oh, that must be the gift of. Therefore, Father, give me power in it. Give me power. Do you see the difference? If you are a gifted person of God, I want you to stand up. You, you guys don't know. You know you don't have to. You want? Yeah, it's all right. Father, 
Father, I want to ask, Holy Spirit, will you come and fill people now? Father, you gave me a word that we need to change our mind. Our mindsets have been in an old style of thinking about the them and us. And the few have the gifts and the many have to come and listen to it, to, to this gifting. And so, Father, I want to ask that you put your hand on each of our heads. And will you remove blockages and old ways of thinking and old patterns and old paths? And Father, will you give us something new in our minds so that we will know we are the called ones, called to be salt and light, called to move out in the nation with such power. We are the church. And the church is triumphant. The church triumphant. Not limping away, but full of the glory of God. Going out to do good wherever God has sent us. In Jesus' name. You may sit down. (coughs) Holy Spirit, come. Did any of you feel the battle I was going through? It's a battle. It's because something needs to be changed. So, the beginning of the year, God spoke to me from Abraham, who dug wells. You know, he went through the land and they dug wells. And then, I, and then when Abraham died, the wells were stopped up by the Philistines and they couldn't get any more water. But then Isaac came along and his servants started unblocking the wells. And at first they, they argued over the wells. But then there was this one well which which Isaac got and he said, now we have favor to do what we call to do. Now we can get this water. And God said to me, the wells of the church in this nation and the nations, but we now in this nation, have been unblocked. It's not being unblocked, it's the wells have been unblocked. But I must help teach people how to unblock their minds from, th- from thinking in the old way of a blocked well into a new way of we're the church. We're the church. We can do these things. Do you see the difference? Because in the past it was, I can't do it. I don't have much gifting or just a little bit. But no, we stand in the fullness of God doing all the gifts that God has given us. He wouldn't have sent us into the world without gifting us fully with everything that he wants us to use out in the world. Yeah? I want you to pray for the person next to you. This is It's like a warfare going on here for... Um, for the next you know Simon Holly's spoken now go out and do but now you are in here for the tools to come and do and we just thought well and even I thought this is just going to be a seminar I've done so many of these but this is like war I want you to stand up and pray for the person next to you put your hand on their head and say Father Will you come and unblock wells in our thinking? Is that all right? You up for that? Bit of work? Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. come back to our chairs and get our order again. Don't you just love Jesus? Don't you just... I just find him so exciting because I didn't expect this to happen today. But you see, when you're led by the Spirit, you don't know what's going to happen. You can prepare, but you don't know what's going to happen because the Spirit knows what's going on and knows the battles and so on and He brings freedom to His people. The Father is so exciting. I find I find the Father, Son, Holy Spirit so very, very exciting. Did you feel the war? Who could feel the war here? I want you to put your hand up. 
if you could feel the battle that was going on somebody said to me it's like starch because it's a new way of well it's not a new way of thinking it's a it's a thinking that's been I don't know come on us or whatever of a performance we need to perform the gifts instead of just be and ooze the gifts I want you to uh, to stand again. We're going to do some declarations. I will get to the gifts, but I've got to break through this. There's got to be a breakthrough. We will get to. I will go through the list of gifts because I'm determined. Um, but it is I'm determined because the enemy doesn't want an empowered people. Doesn't want an empowered people. And it's like he's giving you a quick show and tell of the battle that we are actually up against. We, this is war. We are at we as the church are actually at war against the enemy, but we are on the winning side. And so we're going to do some spiritual warfare now. And we're not going to chase demons, but we are going to declare who we are. Do you know when we declare the Bible, the devil has to run? You understand? I want you to stand again, please. say three and then I want you to to, don't shout too loud because we've got other seminars but I want you to shout I'm a child of God one, two, three I'm seated in heavenly places Jesus has given me all authority do whatever he's asked. I am so gifted. I can do anything that God has given me to do. The Holy Spirit in me is powerful. He can do all things. I'm a servant of God. Bought at a price. It was free for me to be saved. But it cost Jesus everything. But the blood has set me free. And I'm a new person. Gifted for the world. Gifted to be bring encouragement. Gifted to see others saved. Gifted to see healings. Gifted to see people delivered. Now I'm just going to talk and then you will in a nation where mental health seems to be so high gifted to bring healing to the mind I'm a child of God in Jesus name Amen you may sit down whoa thank you Jesus whoa thank you Jesus It's okay, I can't. (laughs) Thank you. So the gifts need to be developed and practiced. Did you know that? We need to work at it. We need to work at it. And it's not a a legalistic, I must work. It's like, Lord, send me some more. I've prayed for one person today, or I've given some one person a word. How about tomorrow? Give me another person. Do you see? Eagerly desire to serve other people. And you will find that your gifts will grow and be strengthened. The gifts um, are given to strengthen or encourage someone, but by using your spiritual gifts means that you help them keep their faith when they encounter hardships or difficulties. You help them keep an even keel when things get tough, using gifts of hospitality, serving, encouraging, contributing to the needs of others, as well as words of knowledge or prophecy. Our problem is one of desire. We often do not have the desire to serve someone, to strengthen them or encourage them, 
because all we see is the problem. And sometimes, you know, when I went to the townships and I saw these problems, I thought, oh, I've got to answer them all, and I'm not enough. It's going to overwhelm me. Everybody needs food. It's going to overwhelm me. But I went to do the bit that God had given me to do. And bit by bit, people got healed or delivered. Bit by bit, people got their jobs or their food or whatever. We see the the big overwhelming picture instead of the one person. Heidi Baker says, stop for the one. It's just one person at a time that we need to serve. Often we look at others who are doing big things and we feel inept and, and feel like we can't do the same. So therefore we're not going to do it. Because we judge our gifting according to somebody who maybe looks a bit better and then we think that's what I should be doing. My little bit is nothing. But the person who you are looking at also started with nothing small and developed. And that's why they look like they can do more. Our faith is rooted in the promises of God. And these promises provide the channel through which the Holy Spirit flows in His way to strengthen the faith of others. Galatians 3 verse 5. Does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law or because you believe what you have heard? Is the Bible true? Did God give everyone gifts? Do you have a gift? You're getting it. But you see, it's, it's, a, it's a massive battle for the mind here. 1 Peter 4 verses 10 to 11. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully, to serve others faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. By implication, we have all received a gift, and therefore we need to serve each other with it. You know what? I'm not even going to do any more notes. We're going to do some... Is that okay? Let's get on with the job. Because I feel the whole thing is the enemy certainly doesn't want us to know our gifting or the power in us or what God has given us to do. You up for this? Well, this is going to get you involved now. Father God, I want to ask now that all cultural mindsets be broken. Whatever your culture you are from, if you are born again, we now belong to Bible culture. This is what we follow, not the culture from which we come. My culture in South Africa, I'm a white South African, my culture says I am better than anybody of another color. You understand? The Bible says that Jesus broke down the dividing wall. So what do I do? Say to my culture, you are wrong. That's nonsense. I will be biblical. And sometimes our culture says, you've got to play all small and humble and not talk about your gifting because in our culture we do not show off with things. The Bible says, earnestly desire gifts. Do you see? Let's be biblical this afternoon. I'm going to go through a list of the gifts. And um, when I read them, I want you to put up your hand if you have this gift. A little bit, a bigger bit, I don't care the size. I want you to put up your hand because this is spiritual warfare. When you own the gift, doesn't mean that you're owning it, but you own it as in, I think I've got a bit of that. It gets power. It gets power and you're saying to the enemy, I know who I am. You up for that? Yes. Right. <coughs> this is in alphabetical order, by the way. No. I didn't do the list. I, I inherited it. And it starts with a gift of administration. You see, we like all the... 
the supernatural ones, but it takes administration to actually put the supernatural in place to keep it flowing. Somebody organized this room, otherwise we wouldn't be here. The gift of administration. Father, I want to thank you for these gifts. I want to ask for power on them. Any, you know, this can't be in a in a, a room this size. This can't be the only admin people. This can't be the only admin people. Do you work in admin at all? In your work, I'm not talking about in the church, in your work. Are you an admin person? Exactly. Exactly, because God doesn't just gift us for the church, it's for the world. Holy Spirit come, will you give power to admin now? Power to actually, as they are doing admin, to bless people, to set people free, to be able to do their work, to set others free, like the person who organized this tent. Bless that person, because they set us free to do this job. The gift of craftsmanship. Interesting. Oh, look at those hands. Don't you love it? The divine enablement to creatively design or construct construct items to be, be used in ministry, whether in the church or out. Paintings like the Isaiah paintings that are now here, that is craftsmanship. That is an ability to take the paintings into the world so that the world can see it. Craftsmanship... I can't keep praying over it, but when you put your hand up, say, Lord, give me power in this. Is that okay? Creative communication. The divine enablement to communicate God's truth through a variety of art forms. Creative communication. Father, I want to ask in this season, will you again stir the artistic people in the churches? Will you again bring out art? Bring it out. The world loves art. We, we hear what Johnny said this morning about putting out these art things and 800 or whatever people said they're interested. Father, give us wisdom to use our artistic ability to actually bless the world. The gift of discernment, the divine enablement to distinguish between truth and error, to discern the spirits, differentiate between good and evil, right and wrong. Any, Any people with discernment here? Now you know, if you are born again, I would have thought that all your hands would be up. Do you see? I would have thought all your hands would be up because surely the Holy Spirit is in you to give you discernment. People, we need to we need to own these things and practice them. It's not going to... I'm going to now go and find somebody to, who's got discernment so that they can tell me if the TV program I'm watching is... It's like, come on, people. Come on, people. We have this gifting and as we practice it, it gets more and more and more. If you know of someone with discernment, they've practiced it. That's why you can go and call on them because they've practiced it. You be the one that others call on. Okay? You're up for that? Be the one. Come on, people. We're the church. We are so gifted. The gift of encouragement. Who has the gift of encouragement here? They're getting it. You're getting it. You are actually getting it. Look at this. Father, I want to ask that the new people putting their hands up with because you know we all should be encouraging. We all should. And I want to ask for those who actually practice encouragement, will you now empower them? Because you know with the gift of encouragement, you know when people ask me what's my major gift? I don't go, I'm, I'm Ephesians 4 something or other, but uh, I don't say that. You know what I say it is? Encouragement. Because when I encourage, 
the door opens for me to pray for the sick, to drive out demons, to make legs grow, to make eyes see. It all opens because I've encouraged somebody. People, we must get wise. We must get wise. Use the gifting in a way so that the door opens for you to give people more. The gift of the evangelist. Okay, yes. Those who feel they've got the gift of the evangelist, I want you to stand up, please. And I want you to stretch out your hand because you see we do have people who are the gift of the evangelist but the Bible said we should all be giving the gospel and the gift of the evangelist which is an Ephesians 4 gift is one to actually stir God's people for works of service. So we need the evangelist especially in this season to actually wake people up again to the call to get people saved because we can all do it. But the evangelists stir in a... So evangelists, I want you to stretch out your hand and ask God to stir people once again to actually be the carriers of the gospel, to be the carriers of the name of Jesus. You up for that? If you want to receive, I want you to put your hands out. Rob, will you pray loud? Will you pray loud and ask God for impartation? Lord, we pray for impartation, Lord God. Lord, you said everyone who is thirsty, that uh, they would receive, Lord. Let them be filled, Lord God. Lord, they're holding out their arms. Fill those arms, Lord God. Lord, fill them with compassion for those people they might just pass in the street, Lord God. Fill them with compassion for family, Lord. Compassion for the poor and needy. Let them be stirred, Lord. Let them hear from you. Let them laugh. Let them encourage. Let them explain your truth, your words, your gospel, your love to all that they need, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wonderful. You may sit down. Thank you. The gift of faith. That's for salvation, but there's also a gift of faith to actually believe God and stir others into believing. There's an actual gift of this faith for salvation, believing the Bible, but then God comes and He gives another dollar of faith to believe Him where you stick at something and you know that He's going to come through for you. You know He's going to do it. Someone with a gift of faith like that. Father, I want to ask for power. We don't see enough of the gift of faith at work. I want to ask for power in this. Lord, because if we're going to go into the world to preach the gospel, we need signs and wonders and miracles following the words that we speak. In Jesus' name. Ah, here's one. The gift of giving. (laughs) Makes me feel all naughty to watch you guys. Father, I want to ask for power on the givers. I want to ask that you give them great resource to plow back into the kingdom. That they will liberally give away, but for all of us to actually be able to sow into the kingdom with a generous heart. But then those who you've empowered, Lord, will you give them lots of finance and abilities to actually plow back in the kingdom. Because, you know, gospel advance costs. It costs to send people to plant churches. It costs for the gospel to advance. And so we need the givers whom God has anointed for this job. The gift of healing. Now the interesting thing is we can all heal. You understand? We can all heal. Because we've all got gifting in us to heal. But then God comes and he gets hold of people. And they actually... You just watch and you think, how did they do that? There's something 
Anybody who would want to move in power like that, I want you to put your hand up. Father God, you said that signs would follow us. You said, Lord, when you gave the, the Matthew 28 commission, you said signs would follow and we would put hands on the sick and they would heal. And we come to you today, Lord, to say, give that to us. Give that to us for this season, Lord. Sorry, Father, that we forgot about this and we put it aside for someone else, but now it's for us, Lord. We ask for the power to see people healed, not for our sake, but for their sake and for your kingdom, for the name of Jesus, for his fame. We ask it in your name. More people healed, please, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, the gift of the word of knowledge now again we can all hear God we can all come into a service for instance and think oh what's going on with this person or that person and we think that's just that's just me but sometimes we need to if God has fixed our eyes on somebody we need to actually go and pray with them or ask them how they are and see what happens but for those who get the gift of the word of knowledge, I want you to put your hands up. You know, Father, that's not many. That's not many in a group this size. Will you give? Will you give this afternoon, Lord, the gift of the word of knowledge so the church can move powerfully? Father, will you wake us up to, to who's inside us with all this gifting? Will you wake us up to the gifting that we are carrying and that is our inheritance in Jesus' name? The gift of mercy. I'm leaving some out now because I want us to do some praying. Gift of mercy. Anybody here like that? I want to ask for a merciful people. I want to ask because you know often mercy flows and then we, we, we pray for the sick. Steve told how he went into a, a restaurant or somewhere. This, he's told a story and about a woman sitting there and she had walk, you know, walking sticks and so on. And as he told it, there were tears in his eyes because he felt for the woman as he told us now. Do you know we need mercy? We need, we need something in us that will make us want to weep for people so that we will use our gifting, forget about ourselves and use our gifting for others. Father, will you give us mercy? Will you give us the kindness and compassion for, for the gifts, Lord, so that the gifts aren't a thing that we do, but it just flows from us because we are children of God. We are children of God and the world is waiting. Gift of prophecy. Now we can all prophesy, but there are those who have a gift of prophecy or, and they are prophets as well. I want you to put your hands up. Father, I want to ask for an increase in this day. I want to ask for an increase of the word of the Lord. I want to ask for an increase of boldness. I want to ask for an increase of courage so that people will bring, be more free. Not, not, not just for the church service, Lord, and everybody's looking to the microphone, but to actually be out there bringing, bringing words to people or in the congregation or on the campsites, bringing words of wholeness and encouragement to people. I want to ask in Jesus' name. And you know the way we live is prophetic. People are watching us. So it's not just about the microphone and the word on a Sunday. That's a small, small part. The bigger part is how we live, how we be, how we answer people, how we are at work. We are, we are models all the time of Christianity. But for that, Father, stir in us something to be the answer. The gift of tongues. 
Lord in 1 Corinthians 12, it says we can all speak in tongues. There are some people who can actually bring tongues in a big meeting with interpretation, but we can all speak in tongues. Father, will you just empower us? For those who have come today and think, I can't speak in tongues, Lord, empower us so that we, because tongues edifies us, it builds us up. And I want to ask, Father, that you just gift us so we can speak in tongues and not get blocked there while waiting for, but I can't speak in tongues, therefore I can't. Lord, just liberally give our tongues today so we can move on. Is that all right? In Jesus' name. And then the gift of wisdom. Have we got a few wise people here? Father, I want to ask for great wisdom. I want to ask for wisdom in this next season. Great wisdom to come on the church. Great wisdom in actually how to use this list of gifting. Great wisdom in in when to talk and when to keep quiet. When to use our knowledge of practical knowledge and when to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to ask Lord for great great wisdom in this to come on the church when we speak Lord that wisdom will flow from us so that many people will be healed in Jesus name Amen